Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Social Contract, a Commander podcast. I'm Mike Allman, and joining me is my co-host, Alex Lapp. Alex, what's up, man? Not too much, Mike. We have another set review. It seems like we have them yeah. pretty much all the time. I guess that's because we have sets all the time. But, yeah, uh, I, that translates, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that we... Uh, we got a good haul this time again. Yeah. 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 So this is this is uh, Commander's Legends 2-esque? Does that how that works? It's Commander Legends Baldur's Gate. Okay. So Commander Legends adjacent at the very least. Well, no, it is, it is Commander, Commander Legends. Legends. Just, yeah. Right. Okay. So fair enough. Well, then it makes sense that we're going to have a lot of cards to talk about. Uh, and if you want to buy any of the cards that we're going to talk about, deck boxes, sleeves, etc., you can support us by going to bit.ly slash EDH underscore social. Um you're also going to be able to check out this podcast on YouTube now. Oh, my uh, I've, gosh. I've, I've gotten all of the audio to where it's there. And uh, I'm going to be taking even more uh, silly notes to be able to post up the cards as we're talking about them. So if you can go there and subscribe, that would be highly appreciated. We'll put a link in the show notes because if I set the link right now, it would be unintelligible. Lots of characters, mm. suggested password kind of stuff. But we, we get more subscribers. Yeah, as soon as we get enough subs, uh, at that point, we'll be able to turn it into something reasonable get a to say URL, out loud. Like, yeah. EDH like, social contracts. ED, uh, YouTube.com slash stacks is not cool or something like that. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll workshop it. Uh, but in the meantime, like you said, there's a lot of cards there's that we have lot. that we can talk about. Um, so I think today... Uh, we're going to go with our monocolored in the 99 because we're looking at about 40 cards or something like that. Yeah, uh, that's that's too many notes for me to take in one go. Um, so <laughs> with that said, Alex, let, start me off with some mono white cards. Where yeah, are we yeah. at here? We have a lot of mono white cards that we want to talk about here. So let's go ahead and start at the top alphabetically. We've got Archivist of Ogma. Which is a one and a white for a creature halfling cleric. It's a two-two with flash. Whenever an opponent searches their library, you gain one life and draw a card. This is uh, already over twenty dollars, Mike, and the set is Which, barely out. Yeah, I, I get it. Like it's it's an immediate it's an immediate. Oh, I'm going to be able to draw a card on their tutor. Yeah, uh, the flash speed is really nice here. I, I think the higher power your meta is, the better this becomes. Yeah, because I was going to say more tutors, you get more card draw. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. I mean, if your meta is so is so powerful, yeah, that if you know if it's CEDH, I'm looking for my combo pieces, or even if you're just playing against a traditionally combo deck, I, how many cards is this going to? I'm net not necessarily you? saying CEDH, but, right. Uh, I mean, think I'm just trying it. to think of yeah. You got yeah. you got people who tutor more often, people who run those those higher power blue mm-hmm. and black decks, but you also have our kind of decks where we're having say veteran explorer people searching up those basics, people ramping any kind of ramp that tutors from library, whether it's to hand. Oh, I didn't think about top, that at all. All yeah. of that is proccing this. This is triggering okay. or getting the life in the card draw, and it's only two mana. The flesh is almost. It's like gravy. You, I don't even know if you need that. It's not like you're. Uh, it's not like you're preventing them from doing the search, so you're not really catching them out. You're just getting a card. But uh, yeah, this is a bear. I, I it's do. a two-two for two, and it does something. Kind of a hate. I, I mean, bit. 
Uh, I mean, I guess, it's not really hating anything, right? It, it's, it's a boring, love bear. It's a love bear. Mm. Uh, I, I do like the flash bead aspect of it just because it, it is another factor in like, no, I'm going to ensure that I'm going to at least net my one my one life and draw one card unless right. you counter this thing. But like, I think the reason this card is good is because it's another one of those. It's the anti rattlesnake. It's a card that's like, hey, I'm going to get something out of this for the stuff that you would do traditionally. Are you really going to waste a resource to get rid of no this thing? No one is ever going to spot remove this. This is right. that very chill churning value. You play this mm-hmm. on turn two. By turn six, you've probably drawn at least four cards. Right. No, I, I, I dig this card. This is I, – I, it. I get what you're saying as far as like it's already at $20. I'm thinking that's going to go down at least some just because we know that all of the cards end up going down after their actual release. Yeah. But yeah, that's – this is going to be a pricey card. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Well, good job. Good job, Halfling Cleric. Um, Next, we're going to move on to Banishment, uh, a fourth-level spell, and a good one in (laughs) D&D. And thankfully, it is three and a white for an enchantment with Flash. When Banishment enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls and all other non-land permanents your opponents control with the same name as that permanent until Banishment leaves the battlefield. Um, This is... Detention Sphere. Yeah, yeah. it's de- yeah. But it, this it's, is mono it's, white. It's mono white. It's solid. The flash beat is nice. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm loving the the you know all of the same name, which in our format really means that we care about tokens and that's about it. Um, right. But at the same Mostly time, tokens and copies. Yeah, t- yeah. Tokens, copies. You can be the person that removes everybody's soul ring. Um, there's a, there's there's stuff. There's enough staples yeah. where banishment might hit more than one thing. This is rightfully shifted um, to, yeah. to mono white. It you don't need blue in detention sphere to no. to have this uh fiend hunter effect. You just don't. This is white. Um now it is uncommon so it's a four drop. If it were rare, I think it would probably go down to three, which would be more attractive, but I mean this way it's the last card we talked about is twenty dollars, this one's twenty cents. Right. You know, this this is the difference between, oh, yeah, no, this is going to be good all the time. And, hey, it's four mana spot removal. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But it's good. It, it's good for it to exist. And, I mean, there are going to be times where you wish that this was co- this cost less. But then there are other there are going to be other times where, hey, this is four mana. I'm going to get rid of all of these things. I mean, heck, we're... We're group hug players that like to give other resources. Yeah. I would like to be able to remove it. Piru, yeah. if I don't have Piru out and I'm giving people lots of tokens, cool. I'm going to get rid of all those it's tokens. It's a fourth level spell, so it costs four. This is a problem. Makes sense. Right. Exactly. Uh, talk to me about our next yeah. uh, card here. That's a Beckoning Will-O-Wisp, which is two and a white for a creature spirit. It's a one three with flying. And uh, this is a little interesting card here. Mm-hmm. Lure the Unwary is the ability word. At the beginning of combat on your turn, choose an opponent. Creatures attacking the last chosen player get plus one, plus zero. Um, Now, we've seen a lot of effects that are similar to this, where they're going to Mm -hmm. be pumping the creatures that are swinging at your opponents. But what we've never seen is this specific iteration of it, where each turn... You can reselect the opponent if you want to pick a different opponent. Now, the effect is very minor. Mm-hmm. It is an uncommon. 
But I don't know. This is this is an interesting variation of it. What do you think about this one, Mike? It's 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 half of I think it's Thunderstaff, mm-hmm. <laughs> where, where it's the oh I'm gonna uh, I'll give all creatures plus one. It's it's kind of cool to be able to encourage it, right? This is I, I like the subtle. I think it works. Go in attack this person. Other similar effects. Yeah. 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 Like no, I dig this. I mean, heck. This fits in enough places where it's a, oh, I'm just trying to de-incentivize people hitting me. Right. But also, if you're making a bunch of 1-1s, one plus 1 plus 0 isn't nothing, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's neat. It's got flying, so it's got some evasion as well. I mean, okay. I, I it's, it's not bad by any means. You are right. Like, you know, it's an uncommon. Right. Um, it's low so, power, you know. I like where it's, it's headed. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cute little nudge. Yeah. In the right direction, and I do appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, next one here, we're going to talk about contraband livestock. Uh, so this is one and a white for an instant. Oh boy! Like Exile target creature, then roll a d twenty. So so f- just on cast, cool. Exile target creature, one and a white. All right, that's that's pretty good. Uh, one through nine, its controller creates a four four green ox creature token. 10 through 19, its, crea- its controller creates a 2-2 green boar creature token. 20, its controller creates a 0-1 white goat creature token. I like this <laughs> card a lot. This one is so silly, right? Because usually when we see the D20 effect and we see the uh, the spread where we have the low roll, the high roll, and then the critical success, usually mm-hmm. we're seeing like, oh, we get a big bonus if we get a high roller or critical success. But in this one, it's trying to sort of abate the bonus that we give our opponents, which honestly, Mike, I don't care if I roll. I don't care what I roll roll a one, but I don't care if I roll a one, a 10, a 20, whatever I roll, I'm giving my opponent a creature. And and that's the kind of effect that I love. I think you like it too. Yeah, for sure. No, this is, this is a cool card because two mana for an instant exile target creature. Mm -hmm. It's white, so you know. Oh, we look at the swords. We look at yeah, the path, the exit, path, all that good but stuff. But they're never doing right. that again. But the point is that how many of those one mana exile target creature effects that you have? There's like three, maybe four. Okay, so two mana yeah. to have another one, yeah. not bad. And the quote unquote the downside, yeah, the downside is fine for me. Like, it's I an have upside. No problem yeah. with this. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't, I'm kind of with you. If I'm going to use a card to remove a creature from the game, there is no point where I'm going to be upset where they get a four-four green ox. Oh creature yeah, not token. at all. This is so, uh, yeah. It's it's basically beast within. Although it it only hits creatures and it does exile, but it has right. that same kind of effect. You're removing something, but you give them a little something back. We love that. That's just the yeah. that's the awesome stuff right there. No, this is great. I, I'm I'm a big fan of this one. Uh, why don't you talk to me about our next card? Cut a deal. Uh, I mean, is there any more appropriate name for a card that we're talking about? Uh, two and a white for sorcery, three mana. Each opponent draws a card. Then you draw a card for each opponent who drew a card this way. This is solid. Um, yeah, I, I I like this one. Didn't like Secret Rendezvous. I know. I, I know you didn't. Now, I love the flavor of Secret Rendezvous. We all love that. Yep. But the actual gritty numbers on Secret Rendezvous... 
where you're netting two cards and one player nets three cards, but you're paying the mana. Yeah. I didn't like it. This is a little it. bit different. It's the same amount of mana. It's still a sorcery, but now each other player gets one card and you get uh, you get three cards person. basically. Yeah, I mean, you in a in a pot of four, you'll you'll get three, which is net two. But uh, like many cards, the bigger your pot gets, the better this uh, card becomes. So here's my question: If if one player has been removed from the game, yeah. is this card any good? Hmm. For me, I'm going to say no because see, and that's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. Like, I that's no, that's kind of why. Again. Yeah, it is an uncommon. I, I don't expect it to be a world beater. Yeah. We'll talk about some world beaters in just a second here. Uh, okay. But yeah, uh, it, it's for me. It's a lot like Secret Rendezvous in that way of if it's the right situation, it's a really good card. Yeah. If it's an opportunity for you to make one friend and make a deal, and hey, this is what I'm also going to get into addition of. You know, getting myself two cards and getting you three. Yeah. This is the other thing we're going to do. Cut a deal is a really good card if you've got a full table. If if not, it's it's three mana and, and you're probably not netting the cards anyway. Right. You know, you're, you're going to – it's not bad. Don't get me no, wrong. There's right. several decks that I'm going to put this into to try out. And I point. don't know if how much it's going to stick around, Talking but I'm going to try it. When one person goes down, that the value mm. is a lot lower, right? Because right. I feel really strongly about the amount of cards I'm netting off of a spell that I'm casting that is only drawing me cards. Right. I want to be netting cards. And if I'm spending three mana and there's only three people left in the game, two and myself, so I net one card because I'm drawing two and using this one. Mm-hmm. I don't like spending three mana to net one card, Mike. Three mana to net two cards in white, that's okay. In blue, that's yeah. a terrible rate, but in white, that's all right. Yeah. At that point, it's, well, is, is my deck built off of other people drawing cards? And maybe ours? Is it maybe, built maybe, maybe of, yes. Eh? Maybe yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I do like it. It's just another one of those, just, it, we're so close. We're almost there. We'll get um, there. But it's a decent card. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of a card that is, look at that. Yeah, and and speaking of a card that is, you know, definitely not like almost there. This this one's full fledged arrived. Uh, Legion loyalty. Now it's expensive, but you know me, I love my battle cruiser. This is very battle cruiser. Six white white for an enchantment creatures you control have myriad. Uh, And just as a reminder for what myriad Mm -hmm. is, when a creature with myriad attacks. For each opponent other than defending player, you may create a token that's a copy of that creature that's tapped and attacking that player or a planeswalker they control. Exile the tokens at end of combat. Yeah, so let's talk about why Ooh. we picked this one, right? Yeah. Because um, it may not be immediately obvious. Myriad is a keyword that's showing up a lot in this set. Um, and mm-hmm. I wanted to have sort of a landmark Myriad card in our uh, in our set review here, and I think this sure. is a very appropriate one. I mean, yeah, if you're going to go with one, that's right. a pretty the good one. The reason why with. I've chosen this is because Myriad is fundamentally a political keyword. Now, this keyword is very old. We haven't seen it in mm-hmm. a very long time. I think the last card that got printed with it was Blade of Selves. Was that back in 2013? It's been a while. It was a while back. It's been yeah. a while. Um, but the keyword here is for each opponent, dot, 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 you may. So right. you decide which other opponents you're attacking. You could spare one person. You could spare nobody. You make mm-hmm. the call as to whether you're attacking somebody or not with the copy of the creature you create. And having that ability to 
dramatically increase your board position and threaten pretty much everybody except maybe somebody you kind of deal with, maybe somebody who you're not killing at this time for some reason. You get to make the call, Mike. Right. And this is another one of those, mm, I'm not sure. Like, it, it's it's a very powerful effect, mm-hmm. right? It's diminishing returns as you have more opponents out of the game. Yes, of course. And it's an eight-mana card. Yes. So in mono-white, I'm, I'm figuring out how I cheat this out. And right. in my other not mono-white cards or decks, maybe I can cheat this out. Maybe I'm ramping into it, et cetera, well, et cetera, It's an enchantment, so Academy Rector. It's, right. Yeah. So, yeah. And as long as you got one, you're set. <laughs> um, yeah, good luck. But it's, it's, it's another one of those cards where it's a really cool card. Yeah. And it's potentially like, oh, it's potentially, a go uh, uh, I'm going to win this card. Like, right. This is, yeah. this is overrun. This is infect. Instead of pumping them, instead of giving them, uh, you know, evasion, now you're yeah. just copying them all for combat. I'm just going to make, yeah, yeah inst- instead of making bigger, I'm just going to make them again. Right. Um, several times. It's, it's cool. I, I, I like this card. Um, I am more interested in talking about our next card here and leaning into what a lot of this set is going to be known for, I think. Um, Can you talk to me about Noble Heritage? Yeah, this is our first uh, background. This is one in a white for two mana legendary enchantment background. Um, A background is basically a partner that can be matched up only with commanders that allow you to choose a background. So it's kind of like partner with, except you have a little bit of leeway. You can pick from several different commanders. And when you combine that commander and that background, of course, since they're partners, you'll combine their color identity, and that'll be the idea of your deck. So you have a red commander, and this is a white background. You'll have a Boros deck, Mike. So let's go ahead and read this off. Noble Heritage is one of the white. Uh, commander creatures you own, they pretty much all read like this, have... When this creature enters the battlefield and at the beginning of your upkeep, each player may put two plus one plus one counters on a creature they control. For each opponent who does, you gain protection from that player until your next turn. Now, what's protection? That's debt, right? You can't be dealt mm-hmm. damage, enchanted or equipped, uh, blocked or targeted. Protection's a very big keyword, and they actually kind of phased it out most of the way. They went... Tried to go with, like, Hexproof from, they try to go for Ward, pretty much anything that isn't protection. But here it is. Um, and, Mike, this reminds me of Orzov Advocist. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a creature that there just is. does this. There is. But this is this is it on a card yes. as an enchantment. Yes. It's pretty cool. What do you think about um, this? Well, my first part, uh, debt, cool acronym, one that absolutely makes sense. It drives me crazy that that's not the order that they actually. You're right. Said it drives me right up the wall. In the italics, and, right? And the reminder text targeted. says targeted, yeah. dealt damage, enchanted, uh, and it doesn't even. Okay, I guess blocking doesn't matter as yeah. much because you're not a creature, so you can't be blocked. But still, yeah, dead. you can't be tibid. You can't be t e b. You can't be tabbed. You can't be tabbed. Which okay, that's not a very good initialism. It's not. It's not. Um, it's cool. I, I, I like the idea of... So in in the previous Commander Legends set, yeah. there was the one card uh, that that basically had partner with anything, and it was a, you know, it was a colorless card that had a, the color identity of whatever card you pick. So it was like, oh, I'm going to make a Commander deck. I'm going to draft a set. Cool. You're thinking of Here uh, it is. the Prismatic Piper. 
Yes, yeah. thank you. They actually did make another one just like head. that for this. Yeah. So you can draft. And, and, and I like that as an idea, especially for like a draft set. Yes, right? very much. Yeah. I really like the idea of the noble heritage being, hey, some of these creatures are going to have partner with specific. You know, you've got your, uh, you know, your Paco and Haldan stuff. Okay, you got those. The idea of like, hey, we're going to just tighten up the idea of partner with anything. But we still want to give you some variability. Right. So here are your backgrounds, right? It's an interesting so you can, mechanic. I do yeah. like that. It's it's pretty slick. Um, what do you think overall of the mechanic about it? I like it. I guess what I don't like is that it literally only works with commanders from this set. Unless they do another Commander Legends Baldur's Gate. Sure. Um, I can't imagine they would be too interested in printing more cards into this cycle of, of backgrounds or commanders that can have a background because right. of course that becomes exponentially harder to balance. I think we know that Watsi would like to avoid the uh, original partner keyword that mm-hmm. has created some of the most powerful CEDH decks of all time sure. that still reign today, uh, five years later. Yeah, I guess, you know, I guess I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here now I think about it because I'm like, oh, I like that this gives some variability. And it's like, well, it gives like a each tiny commander amount. that has yeah. this, it gives it like, I don't know. It, are, are, there's you know, not that many commanders that have options. this and there's not that many yeah. backgrounds. So it's it's the it's the very few right. uh, cards that actually have give it a background and you're giving them an additional few options. Now, the nice um, thing, Mike, right, is that enough. this is an enchantment you can run this in your 99 and if you yeah. happen to draw it and your commander is out you'll get the effect the only thing is it just can't be in your command zone right which i think that's part of why i lean into it it's right. like, oh this is the you know it's the it's the i the version of companion that i actually wanted right yeah <laughs> it's like hey this can be i don't think companion was the version of companion that anybody wanted well sure yeah. but um you know uh, hey uh, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, you know, give, if I'm gonna give, uh, you know, harsh criticisms for when they don't work, when they work better, yeah, all right, good job, hey, way to go. Now the important thing um, to, to mention is that yeah. even though this acts like a partner commander, right, that you can pair it with any commander that says choose a background, uh, this cannot be your solo commander, right? Okay, because. It's just a legendary enchantment. It can yeah, only be a, your uh, commander, your co-commander, if you have one of these monocolored legends from this set. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. Um, speaking of things that make sense, uh, let's talk about Sculpted Sunburst. All right. uh, so this is three mana, white, white, for a sorcery. It says, choose a creature you control. Then each opponent chooses a creature they control with equal or lesser power. If you chose a creature this way, exile each creature not chosen by any player this way. So it's it's not confusingly written, but it's worded in a way that is kind of weird. It's, it's you choose a creature. Yeah. Everybody else chooses a creature with equal or lesser power. Then you exile everything that wasn't cl- uh, selected. Right? Yeah, so... okay. For some, this is, it's a really weird wording, but basically if you don't choose a creature you control for any reason, then this Mm -hmm. spell doesn't do anything. 
right? So if you're, I don't know if you're, if, if you if have like, to choose, if a it's creature. like forced onto you somehow, maybe with like sudden substitution, I have no idea, but you have to choose a creature. And then when you do, uh, each opponent will choose a creature they control. They can only pick creatures that have the same amount of power or less. Um, and right. then once that has happened, every creature that wasn't picked by anybody is exiled. Um, right. Just really strange they decided to word it that way, but okay. I, I'm i sure there's some interaction or something Probably. like that where it's like you have to do it this way or something. Um, I'm happy that it's choose. Yes. That yes. always makes me so happy. Um, goes right through. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, it's 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 fair. Uh, I mean, five mana for a mass exile, and a and a selective mass exile. Yes. right. Like, Everyone and, will keep okay. their best thing. Well, their best thing within reason, because mm-hmm. you know, if somebody's best thing is an it that betrays, cool. I, I'm just going to pick something that is less power than that. Right, and it's they'll have to pick away. the best thing they have that's within the power constraints of of the yeah. creature that you picked. And I kind of I kind of dig that uh, overall as an effect. I'm I'm happy to pay you know extra mana more times than not for that. Um, five mana seems pretty reasonable price for a mass exile. Do you think you would just, run this wrath yeah. in any deck? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a fan of this. One. Okay. Um, if I'm playing a Voltron deck, um, your Voltron commander is probably a pretty large amount of power. They can be. So, like, put it this way. I wouldn't run this in my Ruhan deck. Okay. I would absolutely run it in my Jeska and Arden deck mm. because Arden is a two-power creature. Right. And I can move that stuff onto something else that would normally be going on to Arden. You know, it's it's a it, – if it's Voltron and I'm not fully equipping the thing yet, mm. especially equipment-wise uh, as opposed to Auras, uh, then I can – hey, I'm going to keep this guy out because they've got cool effects that are eventually going to be beneficial – and I'm going to remove everything else with less power. Um, if I'm not running a token deck, I'm a pretty big fan of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, I think I think if you're not going wide, if, you're, if your deck is not going exceedingly wide or exceedingly tall, you're probably going to be able to find a good way to use this mm. more times than not. But it is also pretty it's, selective. It's pretty conservatively so costed for Mass Exile, probably yeah. because of this selection effect. Right, and I, I I see it as a benefit, but I can also see I can also see the downfall yeah. for it. Uh, why don't you talk to me about our next card okay, here? Got, I'm going to go uh, back to creatures. Windshaper Planetar, which is a four and a white. That's five mana for a creature angel. It's a four four with flash and flying. When Windshaper Planetar enters the battlefield during the declare attacker's step, which is during the combat phase. You mm-hmm. may reselect which player or planeswalker each attacking creature is attacking. Uh, Mike, I have a feeling you would be a huge fan of this. I, I think it's cool. This is a uh, this is like Master Warcraft. You're basically yeah. redoing the combat however you see fit. Yeah, I, I'm I'm no longer selecting blockers. However, <laughs> that's true. You don't get the blockers. Yeah, but but even it. So I think the silly things about this is like, hey, I'm going to be able to – so this is a five mana uh, kill target creature that has power toughness four or less hmm. because I now have a Windshaper Planetar. Worst case scenario, I'm going to make it run into the Planetar. Yeah. Um, it is a fog. It is a I'm going to remove this player from the game 
it is it's I love those effects. I, yeah. I love manipulating combat in those weird ways because you know, we don't get a lot of giant growths in our game. <laughs> no, we don't tend to do tricks. too many combat tricks, but this is obviously a really impactful combat trick. These are the ones that are cool. Yeah. And just the idea of Hey, no, you're going. Hey, sorry, uh, uh, do, it, it's your combat. I understand. Um, you're going to do this, right? Le- and even if it's sending the, all of these terrible things into somebody who's just got the perfect blocks, great. Uh, when we talk about playing a game inside of a game, this is one of those cards that I really like, and I, I like leaning into. Let's briefly talk about the sequence of events that would happen. So you'll. Do mm-hmm. your uh, beginning phase, which is on tap upkeep draw. Uh, you'll do your first main phase. You'll move to combat. You've start of combat. Then you have declare attackers. And uh, during the declare attacker step, you will uh, choose all of the creatures that are attacking and who they're attacking or which planeswalker they're attacking. Then mm-hmm. after that, uh, there's going to be a round of priority for all players before you move to the declare blocker step or your opponent right. does. And during that time is the only time after attackers have been declared, but before blockers have, that Windshaper Planetar can be flashed in for this effect. Okay. That's just for reference. You can't do it okay. before the attackers are declared. You can't no, do it they, after they blockers are declared. Yeah. It has to be that golden hour after the attackers are declared, but before the blockers are. Right, because they are they have to be attacking creatures. So that means they have to have been actually declared as an attacker yes. where it's going. Yes. And then after all that's done that's when you're going to be able to switch things around as you see fit. Yep. I dig it. Um, Alex, I've got some really bad news. Oh, my God. What is it? Your, your temple is under my attack. My temple! Uh, this is a fun one. Uh, two and a white for an instant. Choose one. Pray for protection. Creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. Or strike a deal. You and target opponent each draw two cards. Okay. So, now this is a common. I, it's a common. This is a and, really interesting card for a common, Mike. Yeah, that's that's where I was leaning into. It's like, okay, so this is better secret rendezvous because you got an option, but it's a but it's like it's a common. So this is going to show up. <laughs> Three mana instant creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. This is one of the most it's expensive not commons I've ever seen. It's over a dollar. Yeah. Like what commons are in the ten cents and less category? Interesting. I, okay, so here here's my thing. If this was a sorcery, I think this is terrible, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's terrible. But instant speed draw. You know, net one card. Somebody else nets two. Mm-hmm. Or creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. Three mana instant creatures yeah. you control gain indestructible until end of turn. That's just decent and playable by itself. We've uh, this is instant speed. I'm going to remove somebody from the game. I'm going to kill them. Yeah. By the way, on your way out, would you like two cards? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so We've talked about some modal instant spells before, and and the special niche that they occupy. Um, not necessarily that their modes can be bad and that's okay, but what's important is that the modes that they do have, that you're never left high and dry, right? If you have mm-hmm. a card that covers one random case that you might need to take care of, for example, somebody tries to board wipe, this kind of stuff happens. 
you want to leave mana up. But let's say somebody doesn't try to board wipe, but you still left the mana up. It's good to have that second option that's always applicable, or almost always, unless you're heads up. You probably don't want to do it if you're heads up. But if there's right. if there's more than two people in the game, then this is pretty much always applicable. So it's never going to be a card where it's like, oh man, nobody board wiped. I left the mana up for nothing. It's it's good to have a mode that covers your bases, Mike. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I dig it. This is this is a good common, and I I'm a fan of that. I love being able to run commons. Yeah. More 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 consistently than not. Um. Okay. So it's a good card. Uh. White did I think White did decent here. There's okay. it's a lot of commons and uncommons. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in our world. That's where we're going to go a lot of the time, just because. Oh well, it's an effect that it, it doesn't it doesn't you know give you a huge advantage compared to everybody else. So uh, uncommon. But then you also have things like Legion loyalty, which is just silly strong. Um, whenever it can come out, uh, what do you think is your favorite card out of the uh, the white ones that we? I like to? Noble Heritage. Okay, and I think I would like it a lot more if I could run it in my command zone, but. Hmm. I guess we'll just have to look at some of the commanders next episode and see if it's appropriate for any of them. Gotcha. But, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I just dig the contraband livestock. <laughs> Literally, yeah. like I like that too. exile target creature, and then we'll see what it becomes. I, just as an overall, <laughs> I'm a big fan of it. But yeah, yeah. All right, That's not, fun. not too bad. White, good job. Good. Um, let's move on to blue. Uh, slightly less cards, but it's blue, so we're probably going to have just as many words that we're going to actually have to say here. Yeah. Uh, Bane's Contingency. One blue blue for an instant. Uh, counter target spell. If that spell targets a commander you control, then counter that spell, scry two, then draw a card. Okay. Mm. I can dig that. Talk to me about this one, Alex. Yeah, I'm like, this is an interesting one, right? Because it's it's priced at three, which obviously, once your counter spells go above two, they need some pretty serious upside for you to want to run them because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's extra matter you have to leave up that you could have been spending on whatever blue does, card draw, copies, sure. more counter magic. Uh, blue however, stuff. However, if you have a really juicy commander that just demand spot removal and i think a lot mm-hmm. of blue commanders do especially the spicier ones i don't think it's that unusual i mean i don't think this would be your first or even your fifth counter spell but if you're a blue deck and you're running like eight or nine counter spells because that's who you are mm-hmm. and you have one of those commanders like uh Baral chief of compliance where like everybody's always wanted to remove it they might have two counter spells ready to remove it Sure. Or something to that effect. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah. Having this upside where you can trip, scry two, and you still get the counter spell. This isn't the worst three meta counter spell in the world. I think that that award goes to cancel. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely better than cancel. (laughs) And here's the thing. Like, there are decks that care about scrying. Yeah, there's that one that turns scrying to draw. Yeah, and then just draw a card. Oh, my God. if, If at worst case, this is cancel... And best case, it's scry two and draw a card and counter something. It's not bad. I it, okay, sure. It is an uncommon. Got no problem again. with that. Yep. It's 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 a it's another counter spell that says, "Hey, counter target spell, 
and potentially do stuff. And the do stuff isn't crazy. Yeah. So I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? It's a pretty low power counterspell, but it's it definitely has that potential upside. I dig it. Right. I dig it. Um, let's talk about a fifth level spell mm-hmm. here, Cone of Cold. Uh, three and a blue for a sorcery. Uh, roll a d20. One through nine, tap all creatures your opponents control. Ten through nineteen, tap all creatures your opponents control. Those creatures don't untap during their controller's next untap steps. Twenty. Tap all creatures your opponents control. Those creatures don't untap during their controller's next untap steps. Until your next turn, creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. So, 1 through 9, tap everything. 10 through 19, sleep. 20, sleep plus. Yeah, sleep plus. Sound about right? Yeah, Yeah. okay, fair enough. Okay. I I don't mind that for 4 mana. Yeah. I don't think I would ever run this, but this, I mean, if you manage to roll at, at least a 10 through 19, if you can get to 10 through 19, that's pretty devastating. Mm-hmm. If you can get to 20, you pretty much just lock the board down for a turn. It's not bad. Now, this is another uncommon. Right. The floor is okay. Tapping down all creatures your opponents control, um, that's a mode on... Uh, Cryptic command, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So here, here's where I'm at. I, I think I like this card more than you because in my head, one through nine is what I'm aiming for, and this is a tap everything down so I can swing in and, and take somebody out. Of course. Right? Yeah. So that's why this card would go into a deck for me. And then it has the potential of... Maybe I, you know, maybe I'm gonna be saved from this person next turn. <laughs> so, you know, when we talk about like how good are cards, you know, in the uh, when you're losing, when you're ahead, you know, all that stuff, right? In the in the beginning, the middle, and the end phase of the game, how good are cards? I think I like Cone of Cold because if you're putting it in there for the tap all creatures your opponents control. But then it has the possibility of also being a defensive card for you. I, I dig that. I'd, I'd rather, you know, have that as opposed to modal cards that can be just really powerful right. by themselves, you know. Um, but I like it's it's I, I get it. Like it's it's an uncommon for a reason. It's fine. Um, but I kind of dig it. Also, it's just the cool idea of just like, all right, everybody freeze. I like Cone of Cold. It's fine. <laughs> uh, anything else on this one, or do you want to lead me into our next card? Let's talk about the next one. It's another D20 effect. Uh, Gale's Redirection. Free blue blue. Ooh. That's five for an instant. Exile target spell. Then roll a D20 and add that spell's mana value. So if you get a 1 through 14, uh, that's the D20 plus the CMC of the spell you exiled. You may mm-hmm. cast the exiled card for as long as it remains exiled, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast that spell. And uh, then if you get a 15 or more, you may cast the exiled card without paying its mana cost for as long as it remains exiled. Um, this is a counterspell. Yep. It's uh, it's a little stronger than a normal counterspell because exiling uh, doesn't interface with can't be countered, so... Uncounterable yeah. cards, this can still counter them by exiling them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a steal. Worst case scenario, yeah. it's a steal. If it's a very big spell, 
we're talking like a lot of mana and you roll okay let's say mm-hmm. it's uh like an eight mana spell you roll a seven well that's 15 and now you've stolen right. and cast it for free you don't have to roll very high if the spell is very big so you can you have a decent chance of getting to that 15 unlike in these other effects where like getting a 20 well that's just you can't ever plan on that but you could yeah. you could almost plan on getting the 15 depending on what you're what you're countering yeah it's 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 solid right yeah. it, it's a good card it's um, a blowout yeah because it, it, like I, like you said before what's the worst case scenario it's a five mana steel spell for later okay yeah that's solid I'm, I'm i'm totally fine with that uh the idea of it being and and you know with the upside of hey if i roll pretty high or if the card is highly costed maybe this is a steel target spell for free later cool you know, I can I can live with that any day. And that like becomes um, even juicier, yeah. right? Because if the spell is bigger, that increases the chance of rolling the fifteen. And if you get the fifteen and the spell is big, well then you wanted it to be a fifteen because then you're not paying for the big spell. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a double whammy. Yeah. I and, and it's just another one of those like five mana is a lot to hold up. It but is. five mana is a lot to hold up for a counter spell. That's not what we're doing. We're holding up five mana for, oh, that was cool. I would like that, please. Thank you. You need to have something else ready to do with that five mana because there is no, there's no plan B if nobody casts a big, if somebody, if the, if the strongest spell that somebody ends up casting is a two mana spell and you're holding this up, I mean, you better hope that you have something else held up that you can pump mana into because that's going to feel bad spending this on, on a two mana spell. I don't Mm. know about that. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I think I think when I first read it, I was more excited about it. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong. And again, I, I keep tempering it. It's a good card. It's just ugh, five mana. Five mana. But holding up five mana, if you have this card and you have the capability of casting it, that means that your opponents likely have the capability of casting some pretty big stuff as well. So then just stopping them would be would be maybe more worthwhile. The ability to actually take it. Okay, fine. You know, this card, it, I, I, I think when I saw this card the first time, I was like, oh, this is like a B plus. And then I went, eh, this card's maybe like a C. No, I th- and now I think it's just a solid B. I can deal with that. Fair enough. Um, let's go to our next card here. Illithid Harvester. So <laughs> I, I love how Mind Flayers and everything like that are just straight up horrors now. Um, yeah. So this is four and a blue for a creature horror four four. Um, however, it's it's also an adventure. Uh, so which side should we go with first, Alex? Why don't you take one and I'll take the other? Okay. Well, let's go ahead and start with the uh, with the creature side, the creature half. Sure. Uh, it's five mana four four with Ceramorphosis. When Illithid Harvester enters the battlefield, turn any number of target tapped non-token creatures face down. They're two two horror creatures, um, and they have no name, they have no abilities, and they have no mm-hmm. other types. Very much like uh, Ixadron, but wait, there's more, Mike. Yeah, so you can also cast this as a sorcery. Plant tadpoles, X, blue, blue. Um, tap X target creatures. They don't untap during their controller's next untap steps. Then exile this card. You may cast the creature later from exile. This is solid. Yeah, I think I, I if like I like this. You uh 
there's definitely potential to uh, mm-hmm. to lock down a lot of stuff. And and make no mistake, this isn't really supposed to be mass removal, right? Because this costs a lot for mass removal. This is advanced removal for something that if you remove it, it's just going to come back and get triggers. You don't want that to happen. So instead of doing that, for example, if it's somebody's uh, commander, you don't want them to, to get access to it again. Well, then you can turn it face down. And turning something face down, unless it has morph on the front side, uh, good luck ever turning that thing face up. You're basically right. going to have to have it change zones uh, by either sacrificing it, killing it, blinking it. Um, there's really no good way to turn a face down creature face up. Now it is. If you turn a face, uh, a commander face down, it is still their commander, but it's only dealing two damage and it has no abilities. So right. this is really for those heavy duty things that like, oh my gosh, if I remove that, it's going to like, uh, what's, uh, Bear of the Heavens or something where it just exiles the whole field when it leaves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this is like, okay, I need to remove that stuff, but if I remove it, my day is going to get ruined. So let's turn it face or- down. Or you, you have to start getting everybody to do that. Like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing my commander in at you. Will you block with your commander so they can both die? Right. Well, so that's that the thing. You, somebody has to yeah. cut a deal for that. And and if right. they're the arch enemy and their commander's face down, is there going to be somebody who will cut that deal with them? Maybe not. Right. And and you know, I I like the idea that this card could synergize with itself. It likely won't because you're talking. That's about, a lot of mana. That's a although lot you of do mana, have two right? turns to do it. You do have two turns yes. to do it. More importantly. I have absolutely no problem casting this and then just having it out as a rattlesnake for anybody who wants to try and attack me. Or you're who right. Wants to if anyone taps anything down, you're it's like, a, hey, well, this is a rattlesnake. You're right. It is a rattlesnake. <laughs> and it's, it, hey, listen, yeah. I'm not worried about the fact that this is a, you know, four mana, five mana, tap a few creatures. And later I'm going to do this. I, heck, I... I'd almost reveal this from my hand yeah. or, or pay We've for, seen this uh, before, Mike. For like you, uh, so good. You adventure this into exile. Three turns later, not a single person on the board remembers it. Yeah. Unless, you, unless you're making sure that they remember it. <laughs> right, hey. which you can definitely choose to do. Which you can yes. definitely do. Just like, hey, you can do that. Just saying. And then you, and then you just hover your fingers over the elephant <laughs> harvester. Just look at Yeah, look at that, that point, they're waiting for you to uh, tap down below five mana. Which is great, right? Because then they're they're going to change their turn based off the potential of you. Yeah, they played less optimally because of what right. you're threatening to do, and that's the rattlesnake. And I dig that. Um, good, good job, uh, mind flares. You're terrifying, and maybe maybe the worst thing. But I appreciate you, you this card. Um, another high level spell, mm-hmm. modify memory. Four and a blue for a sorcery. Exchange control of two target creatures controlled by different players. If you control neither creature, draw three cards. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) Now, this is an uncommon, so I'm kind of surprised. I guess that's supposed to be a pretty high cost, but uh, personally, I'm just dandy with uh, exchanging control of two creatures I don't control with Mm -hmm. two different players who aren't me. And then drawing yeah. three cards. That sounds pretty good to me. Yep. Here's your token. Oh, Here's <laughs> your blight steal, sir. And my please attack is three them cards. with it. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> They're like, what? What just happened? Yeah. Uh, this is this is another one of those cards that if if it works the way it's supposed to, it's absolute gangbusters. 
if it doesn't work this the way it's supposed to, it's still pretty good. You know, it, it, oh no, I'm I'm going to take a blight steel and give somebody yeah. else. If you uh, really uh, want it, you can take it something. for yourself. You just won't get the card draw. Right. Yeah, right. And and that's that's not bad. Five mana steal a creature to give a creature. Yeah. Or give a creature to steal a creature is fine. Because what else is five? five Bribery is five. That takes it out of the library for you, which is yep. fine. Which is um, I mean, can be pretty good for sure. effects like that. These are all expensive mm-hmm. effects. So that's why I'm kind of surprised that even at Uncommon, this is still only five mana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, again, it's I think a lot of it is. I think a lot of it is most people are going to they're going to really care about the yeah, yeah they're not going to yeah. care about the neither creature thing. But you have it's those like, political no. opportunities, Mike. You can play shenanigans. You can say, "Wow, your board state isn't looking so good." They're going to do lethal on you next turn. Well, are they really mm-hmm. going to want to swing lethal into their commander, which you are now gaining right. control of? Or even just like a hey, I I have a plan. This person is the arch enemy. They have something terrible. I'm going to give you their terrible thing. You're going to lose your thing. You swing at them with their terrible thing. They die. That thing goes away. You're right. Is that reasonable to you? You know, you, you can you can petition the board here. This, <laughs> is, this is our kind of card. It's, it's the effects on the card that facilitates deals and then mm-hmm. rewards the deal maker. Yeah. Yes. I, I, that's, this is highly playable. It's a good card. Yeah. Like I enjoy this card. If this was six mana, I'd, I'd okay. Well, let's not go I'd overboard. Be, be, but here's here's the thing. If it was six mana, I'd go. That's a little bit high, but I still kind of yeah. like it. Five mana, I think, is right in the good. I think that's a good wheelhouse for this. And this effect. is not going to ever cost any amount of money. Thirty cents right now. Yeah. Yay, uncommons. Uh, Alex, which of these cards do you think you like good the question. most? So we far talked out about of five. Good question. I think that of the five, I'm going to do my recency buys. I think Modify Memory is the coolest one. I, I think I'm leaning that way. I do like Illithid Harvester a lot. But, I mean, I I like exchanging stuff. I like, I like, I like making those deals and, like, talking with the table and making it more of, like, a... I almost like making it a cooperative game as much as I possibly can, even though it is very much a, like, self-interest game. So modify memory is pretty interesting. Let's do that me. thing that I'm sure too. listeners hate because we're not on YouTube yet, but we will be. Uh, we're talking about the card art briefly. There's a kobold and a human, and uh, mm-hmm. the human is wearing kobold clothes and looking very confused and about to eat a worm. Uh, the mm-hmm. kobold is looking very pleased, very dapper, and is eating fine cake. Um, just very silly artwork. I like it. Yeah. And don't worry, Alex. This one, the artwork is going to show hey, up. Hey. We, we've hit to that point. I've got time. I've got time slots and everything all for right. all these cards. Let's move on to black. Uh, yeah. Speaking of time, uh, time is money. Let's talk about blood okay. money. Five black black for a sorcery. Destroy all creatures for each non uh, non token creature destroyed this way. You create a tapped treasure token. Oh my god! I love this. And I think I think it's surprising because the thing that I love about it is the thing that most people are going to be like, ah, the fact that you get tapped tr- treasure tokens is my favorite thing. Yeah, because it's just it's it's a good balance as far as like I'm going to wipe the board, I'm going to get a ton of value, but unless I've got other shenanigans, I'm not going to be able to use it yet. So I'm not going to do a crazy board reset. 
before everybody. You know what I mean? This is like, the kind of, of rap that Black excels in that should have. I don't think Black should be having all of the uh, – what's that really, really strong uh, three-mana Black one? Um, uh, toxic deluge. Toxic deluge. Right. I don't think Black should have. Oh, more toxic don't worry. Deluge. We're gonna get. Right, right. We're gonna get there pretty soon. Oh Lord, no. Um, Black <laughs> excels in, in like in Grook's Wake. These really, really high cost sorcery speed board wipes with enormous upside. Right. And this is an enormous upside, Mike. Yeah. You're. I mean, I, you net mana on this card, hundred percent. Well, you can. You can. Be, but the point is, the other part of it that I like, as far as the balancing for it. It's each non-token creature. So this isn't one of those like, oh, somebody has, somebody casts Storm Herd and they're going to go off next turn. Well, great. I'm not going to get 40 treasures off of that one player. Oh, no. You only get 20? Oh, no. Well, you know, again, depending on what they're doing. Because if we're talking about non-token creatures, people have to be really far ahead for that to be the case, right? Um, As far as like, oh, I've got 10 different creatures out. Sometimes that's going to happen. But even if this is something where it's a seven mana, wipe the board, gain five, cre- uh, gain five treasures, that's totally reasonable. Yeah, I don't know if you're, if you're doing that calculus right. If, if I have two and each of my opponents has two creatures and I wipe, mm-hmm. that's eight creatures. Oh, destroyed. yeah, sure. I just netted one mana. That's eight. Absolutely. I'm saying the worst case scenario for this, if there's only a few non-token creatures on board, mm-hmm. But there's plenty of token creatures. Okay. Then this is a seven mana board wipe and I'm going to get rid of, I'm going to do the thing. Like this is a board wipe first and a treasure generator second in that scenario. And that's still good. It can also be a, wow, there's a whole lot of creatures on the board and I've got a lot of creatures on the board, but I would like to have 30 treasure instead. So I like that it can play either side of that as not ramp, but kind of, at seven mana. So, oh, next turn I'm going to win the game if I blow everything up right now. Cool, I do that. I, I dig it overall as an effect. Blood Money is a cool card. Yeah, it's a powerful one. Um, it, it is. Let's talk about Call to the Void, four and a black for a sorcery. Mm-hmm. That's five mana. And this is right up our alley, Mike. Each player yeah. secretly chooses a creature already on board. Secretly chooses a creature they control and a creature they don't control. Then those choices are revealed. Destroy each creature chosen this way. Fascinating. So you—I uh, love this yeah, card with four players. <laughs> that's going to be at most eight creatures. But are you going to choose the obvious choice and have a risk of doubling up, or do you choose the second most obvious choice? Do you choose the dark horse? What are you going to pick? to make sure you get the value out of this. I have a question, Alex. Yeah. It says secretly. Yeah. What are the rules in Magic as far as secretly? Yeah, if, if you were to play this in a tournament, um, then you would write it down. A lot of players in tournaments, instead of using life counters, they'll use a life pad because it has built-in ticker tape history. So mm-hmm. if you were... Casting a card like this or a card like Goblin Games, anything that says secret on it, uh, it would be get a piece of paper, write it down, and then everybody's going to reveal the piece of paper at the same time. So I can't – am I allowed to say I'm going to write down this? Yes, you are allowed to say that and you're allowed to lie. Yeah. Yes. Okay. 
This is this is a fun car. Oh yeah, yeah, we're on board. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I was already on board, yeah. but just the idea of I'm going to do this and I'm going to I'm say, going to pick this, not that. I'm going to okay. I'm going to pick I'm going to pick the second. It's the same thing that I do for Druid of Purification exactly. and Will of the Council and everything else. I'm going to pick the second most powerful thing. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick the second most threatening yeah, thing. I know you'd like this one. Everybody else can pick the first one. That's fine. Yeah. I just want to remove these two things. That's all I care about. Um, this is a fun. This card. is really interesting. Uh, I, I I I like that it's chooses. That's yes. good. It's this is this is just cool. This is a good card. Good job. Good job. Fun card. Excellent. Much happy. Um, let's talk about another high level spell. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> that that's going to have a lot of similar wording to some other spells that are powerful. Uh-huh. Uh, Cloud Kill. Four, black, black for a sorcery. All creatures get minus X, minus X until end of turn, where X is the greatest mana value of a commander you own on the battlefield or in the command zone. We're doing this again, huh? We're doing this again. Oh, Lord. So, yeah. I, here's the thing. Yeah. Toxic Deluge is really, really, really it's good. It's the best blackboard wipe in the game. It's arguably I, one of I'd, the best board wipes. I'd argue it's the best. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a three. It's like Rift. It's, let's see. Three mana, get rid of all creatures. Of creatures. Pay life. That's fair. Okay. I, I, if, if you're, it's if the best creature-based board wipe in the game. I'll take it. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cloud Kill is good good but <laughs> you need to be running a really high cmc commander to want to slot this well here, here's my question how high yeah. how high does your commander cost i think have to be i think you want your commander to be, to be like a six six I well it's the mana value oh i'm sorry yeah a six yeah. mana commander okay so here's my thing i think I think five or six is right where I was at. Yeah. Right. Most of the gods, you know, the indestructible, you know, indestructible on board kind of creatures. Mm-hmm. I think six is usually where that I feel pretty good about yeah. that toughness. Right. Um, Avison is a problem, obviously, but like, I think that's where you kind of need to be at. So this goes in Crick, right? Oh my god. Kirk? Kirk? Yeah. Kirk, yeah. Yeah, right? Like uh, what this... is Kirk paying for this? Four? 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 <laughs> so, four so four and four life. So oh, dear lord. Point, I mean, is there anything kind of that isn't good in Kirk? Like, let's be honest. Well, right. I yeah, I understand. But like I kind of love that as an idea. It's like, okay. The cards How much like, is Kirk? Is, is really, he really six good or seven? These. What is he? Uh four and three fire yeah, so he's, he's seven. Okay. So that's brutal. You're paying four mana for negative seven, negative seven? Yeah. Like, wow. That's yeah, disgusting. So like I so and like, you know, far be it from me. Oh hey guys, we finally broke uh, we finally broke <laughs> we the uh, did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, But like Lord. this is another one's like Piru loves this card. Yeah. Right? Like there's a couple of them that it's like, okay, I kinda get it. Yeah. Six mana is a lot. However, minus X minus X is pretty dope. So at a certain point, okay, fair enough. You know what I mean? Um but yeah, I don't I don't mind Cloud Kill. It, at the same time, it's it's very dependent. You know, you're not running this with a three CMC right. commander. I do like rewarding players for running high CMC commanders because I do too. I 
you know, as much as I want to help people play better and more efficiently, more cleanly, I don't want the games that I personally play to just be these super fast competitive level games. So having cards printed that say, hey, you want to run a high CMC commander, you should slot this card because it's going to have great synergy. Like, that's awesome. I, I, we, we've got enough stuff that helps like the Kinnon players, you know, yeah. let's let, and f- far be it from me. Let's help Captain the Kyrick players Cruiser. for once, you guys. Come yeah, on. Come yeah, on. fair enough. No, Kyrick obviously like, don't run that. But like, Battlecruiser, this is my jam. Like, this yeah. is cool. What is, um, is Damia six or what is she? Damia seven. Oh, this is perfect. Oh, trust me. I, I, I've, I've done some thinking about okay. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So we got um, a great board wipe there. Let's talk about. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's that's a commander. So we're not doing that. One. Oh yeah, no. That's that's episode. That's episode okay. two. So uh, we're moving foreshadowing. To red okay. Well, let's talk about uh, our favorite card here. Well, there's only two of them. Three of them. There's three. There's okay. blood money. There's call to the void, and there's cloud okay. kill. Well, I think call to the void is the best one. The coolest. One. I. And here's the thing. I think you're right, which makes me feel really bad because cloud kill is really cool. Cloud kill is really cool, but call to the void. Has the phrase yeah. each player secretly chooses? Secrets, yeah. That's secret. If you secrets. read that out to secret. me, I'm on board instantly. It doesn't even matter what yep. the rest of the card says. Yep, <laughs> it's it's so good. And the funny thing is, Blood Money is a very, 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 very good card. Yes, and it's like it's it's both it's third for both of us easily. I think. I mean, it's we're not picking our most powerful card of the set. We're, no, yeah. it's just favorite, yeah. right? All right? Totally reasonable. All right. Uh, all right. Moving on to red here. Uh, we've got a Baylor. Uh, this is a Dangerous. three red, red creature demon with flying that has lots of words to it. Uh, so whenever Baylor attacks or dies, choose one or more. Each mode must target a different player. Uh, Target opponent draws three cards, then discards three cards at random. Target opponent sacrifices a non-token artifact. Baylor deals damage to target opponent equal to the number of cards in their hand. Mike, this is group slug. Yeah. This is cool. I like it. Like, I... This is going into... This is going into Thantis the second. (laughs) I'm kidding. And for a mythic, this is... Dirt cheap. Nobody wants to play this. Yeah. This is under three dollars. Well, five mana, five five with flying. That says, let's do groups. One person. Well, yeah. but here, here's the thing. This is, you know how this works. This is a card that has one negative effect for a selfish player. Target opponent draws three cards, then discards three cards at random. Oh, you're saying they read that and they think that that's bad. Yeah, except for it's choose one or more. Right. You don't have to. You don't even have to do it. Even if you do, like, okay, your opponent drew three cards. Apparently, that's bad for you. For me, that's good. But then you're having them discard three cards at random. Very small chance, unless they were empty-handed, that they're going to discard those same three cards. They're probably going to discard something that they had in their hand. And if it's in their hand, they probably wanted it to be in their hand. And now it's not. You know what? Let's let's take that first option off of it completely. It doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist. What happened? Just it, it's a it's a different card. This is Baylor revised. Uh, five mana for a flying five five. When it attacks or dies, target opponent sacrifices a non-token artifact, and it deals damage equal to the number of cards in their hand to another opponent. That's a good card. Yeah. That's a good five mana card because it's on attacks or it dies. Even if you don't ever get to swing with this thing, they have to exile it for it not to give the cool effect. 
That's uh, I don't I don't know that I would pay five mana for if I paid five mana for just those three effects at the bottom and I never got to swing with the thing. That's not terrible. This is really nice. That's not a terrible return. It attacks or dies, right? So removal is going to trigger this one last time. Or it has to. You have to counter this or path it, for it to not do all of the cool stuff. The third mode is vicious shadows. I love vicious shadows. That's one. It's a great card, and this is on a trigger. Yeah, yeah. This is. I I I like Baylor a lot. This is another one of those like. Why isn't this a commander? Like what? Uh, because there? that would be nuts <laughs> if I could cast this all the time. Because because my first thought was like, man, if I get a mimic that out, Baylor is number one with a bullet. Let's go every turn. Don't care. Remove it. Cool. It's still coming back. Like if you if you had Baylor on a stick or you had Baylor as a commander, that could be rough. Baylor is the stick, but Baylor is the stick. <laughs> uh, Baylor is good. I, I, I still can't believe the five mana part. No, that's just great. Um, wow. Let's talk okay. about this one. I descends into Avernus. Uh, two and a red. It's three mana for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, put two descents counters on descent into Avernus. Then each player creates X treasure tokens and Descent into Avernus deals X damage to each player, where X is the number of Descent counters on Descent into Avernus. Mike, oh my god. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. This is incredible. Yep. Not only so, are you spreading the love, but you're also yeah. ending the game faster. I I love I love cards that say speed up the game 30% in a fun way. I mean... And I think that's what this, this card is, says. Can we work out just how fast this is going to end the game if everybody starts at 40? Because first it'll be 2, then 4, which is 6, then mm-hmm. 6, which is 12, then mm-hmm. 8, which is 20, yeah. then 10, which is 30, and then 12, which is uh, 42. So that's yeah. after 6 five turns. 5 turns? Okay. 6 turns. 6 turns. After 6 turns, this 3-mana this card <laughs> will by itself single-handedly end the game. Well, and here's the other factor that we have to keep in mind. Everybody's ramping. So everybody's They're doing more crazy. stuff. Everybody is doing... This is a cool card. This is uh, awesome. So I'm, I'm in a Wednesday D&D campaign yes. that is Descent into Avernus. That is so cool. It's, it's the actual campaign book. And the whole thing is like, hey, you're all going to this, like, layer of, of hell in D&D. But are they getting paid? Well, maybe. <laughs> like, it Where's depends on what there? you do, I guess. Well, because the whole descent into Avernus is like, hey, it sucks here, but there's a lot of deals to be made mm. because there's lots of devils. There's I lots see. of devils and stuff. There's lots of deals that you can be making. There's lots of uh, money that can be made. And it's a how much are you willing to give kind of thing. And I dig this a the lot. The interesting question, um, is Great like- card. This is a three mana enchantment that is very yes. slowly but steadily building in value and building in punishment. It's group slug mm-hmm. all over. When do you think people look at this and they're like, damn, if I don't remove that soon, I'm going to die. But if I remove it, then we're not going to get. So think about this. Like, say it's like four turns in. So it's got eight counters on it. Somebody gets eight treasure on their turn and they take eight damage 
and that's really starting to stack up. Or do you think that? I think that people have to make some some hard decisions. Like, man, do I want to wait around and get that ten treasure next turn and lose ten life? Like, what do I want to do with this? They're having to make these really hard choices with a this three mana this has to kill them slash this has to kill them with opponents being able to finish them off before their turn Yeah, for this to get removed. Because the same thing that always happens in the cards that are like, oh, at the end of this player's turn, they're going to take three damage. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, I don't really want to take three damage, but the next player is going to take four damage. Right. I, you know what? I'll take three damage. And that's the just, whole point. It's just ride it straight into hell. Just all it's, the way. It's 100%. That this is one of the best point, cards in the set. At, at this point, it's a card that is... The only reason this doesn't stick around isn't because of the damage. It's because of the treasures. It's because, no, I can't let this player get more treasure. Even if it means more treasure for me. Because people... I think people are seeing their life totals more as resources, which is good. But then they also see their life sources or their life as resource, which means they're much more concerned about the other resources that they don't have as much of. There is kind of a shift that pivots with Descent into Avernus, where this is a really cool card. Oh, it's going to give me extra treasure. Oh, it's going to give me more extra treasure. Man, my life total is getting a little bit lower. I should pay attention to this. But look at all this treasure. Oh no! <laughs> if you were to pair this with uh, Mana Barb style effects, where mm-hmm. you're really getting them from both ends, okay. Well, they want to remove it because their life total is getting low. Uh, okay, it's gone. Well, now you have to tap your lands for mana, which are also hurting you. So you can't right. you can't win either way. I think this will slot well into a lot of red decks. And honestly, I don't even know if it needs any synergy, Mike. I think this is good enough no. for pretty much. Any, I think this is good. Any political yeah. red deck, it's just I, well, I just. You say political. I, I just said, like, this is possibility storm for me. <laughs> like, hey, like, I don't think are most you in a deck that like, likes this, this stuff. Rare. It's a buck yeah. twenty five. Yeah, yeah, nobody no, this wants is, to play this. This is a dumb card that I like a I lot. I love this. Card. I have, I have a way of for all of our listeners and maybe you, Alex. I have a way to think about this card. Forced fruition. Pretty much. This is a card that is going to give a really cool benefit with a small downside. Until that builds to such a point that I have to think about if this thing gets to survive or not. And after that, say this thing sticks around for three rounds, Alex. Yeah. Great. So this thing did 12 damage to everybody on its own and gave a bunch of treasures to everybody, including me. Cool. I can deal with that. This is the quintessential Um, because it's helping people. Mm-hmm. We're gonna make the mana cost be super low. Yep, because well, you're also the last one to get the benefit. Or no, everybody gets the benefit uh, because yeah. this is happening on your upkeep. Right, it happens for everybody on your upkeep. Yeah, I so you can't that. you can't preempt it. We're like, okay, I got it. Now right. I'll remove it. You can't do that. Right. Yeah. No, that's great. I do dig that. Uh, and then oh, there's gonna so be a good. point. And I love the idea of you untapping and then you're like go to upkeep and you look at the table it's like what's gonna happen because there's gonna be eight counters on this thing now <laughs> yeah. does anybody want to renew it and everybody looks all nervously at each other uh, okay let's do it uh that's a good one um let's let's move on to our next one why don't you talk to me about popular entertainer 
Yeah, we have another background here. Popular entertainer. It's one in red. That's two mana for a legendary enchantment background. <clears throat> Commander creatures you own have whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, go target creature that player controls. Nice. Uh, yes. Excellent. I mean, it's... Okay, so it's two mana. Commander has goad. Uh, the commander gives your creatures goad. Yeah. I Oh, oh, Whenever oh. one or more creatures you control yeah. deal combat damage to a player. Yeah. So you have a commander, you're going wide. Well, you just goaded their entire board. Well, okay, so it's whenever one or more, right? So does that mean yeah, that if I hit, hit somebody with... players. Right, yeah. okay, so it's... Yeah, okay, that's what I wanted to clarify. It's not all of your creatures have this ability. It's whenever right. you hit a player with this ability. Right. Okay, cool. So you could hit that's, each player that's and solid. goad one of their creatures each combat. Um, mm -hmm. Now, if they have double strike, it'll trigger twice. Right. Okay, because it's 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 on it's on damage. Okay, yeah. well, combat damage. Combat damage. Um, okay, talk to me, because uh, I like this, yeah. right? I like this a lot. Yeah. Let's not even talk about the commanders in this set that say choose a background. Okay. I, in any kind of swing wide deck, I want this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in any, in like, and goblins, holy cow. Krenko, we talked with about this, this is like, fun. Goad isn't just a political, happy, fun time tool. Goad is also a form of removal, right? Because yeah. you can specifically target creatures that people would never want to swing with in a million years if they had the option. And mm -hmm. unlike mass forced attack decks where somebody might have to make a decision like, okay, well, they're swinging with eight things. Do I right. want to block the beater? Do I want to block the utility creature? No, you're going to make it real easy for him. I'm forcing them to swing in with their Lotus Cobra. Okay. They're swinging in with it. It's a two, two. You're going to block it. It'll die. Simplest decision in the world. I just removed it, but it wasn't me who did it. It was that guy. Be mad at him. Ah, nah, I'm mad at you. Like, I know why this Aww. happened. <laughs> Sorry. It's it's the same thing where when people roll a die because they're not sure who they want to hit. They're like, all right, I'm going to take it out of my hand. See, it's not my fault. It's the die's fault. It's like, no, you still no, hit when me. when somebody is goaded, they still do have a decision to make. They just can't yes. choose you. Right. I, I am a blame the person on of the circumstance. It, I guess it, it depends result, how, how it. far back in the causality chain you're willing to go. I don't know yeah. if everybody – yeah. <laughs> well, you know what, Mike? I think this is just a really – It's very I good. like these two mana effects. I just wish they were more accessible. They're, it seems like a lot of their power is tied up in being in the command zone so that mm -hmm. you have access to them because if you control – uh, these backgrounds, but you don't control your commander, then nothing is happening. Right. You have but to. But I kind of like that. Yeah. I, 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 especially considering like most of the backgrounds that we're interested in, they're not especially expensive. Like Noble Heritage is two mana. This is two mana. So the idea of like, hey, this is a enchantment that only turns on when you have this other thing fulfilled. Well, there's there's other enchantments that care about like oh creatures that you control have this. Well, you gotta have creatures out for that to matter. Yeah, right? and there's the lieutenant ability word that cares about mm -hmm. you controlling your commander. Yeah, so I, I like popular entertainer. And I, yeah, this I, is and really. I, I kind of like that. Yeah, this is nifty. Um, it's an, it nifty indeed. Um, let's talk about 
the creature that is immediately going into several decks This is very exciting stuff, Mike. Yeah, it's... I love when a card is just, like, dumb and good. Dumb and, and just cheap. like And cheap. That's the most important part here for uh, for our Magic the Gathering uh, EDH fans. Taunting Kobold. Oh, yeah. This is a red for a 0-1 Kobold with haste. That says, whenever Taunting Kobold attacks, go target creature and opponent controls. Mike, how high is the upside going to get on one mana creatures? <laughs> this is insane. Alex, this is the lead. Like, this is this is my this is new favorite creature. This is my new favorite creature in Jessica and Arden. Oh, my gosh. She's like, okay, great. I'm going to put this out here. And I'm going to protect it a little bit. Oh, my gosh. And then I can start putting stuff onto the things that I'm goading for them to attack other people with it. This is so playable. It's good. I'm so happy when it's like, here is a, first of all, an uncommon. Yes. Great. Yes. Awesome. It's one mana. Um, one mana, uncommon, does something the second it comes out. It's 40 cents. No this one's going to remove this. The special edition's 40 cents. Oh, fair enough. No one's going to remove this. No. It's going to be the most obnoxious thing. This is the Birds of Paradise for removes. a red deck. Like, this starts your engine immediately. What's your favorite part about this card? Because mm. it's very, very clear to me. Like, everything else that we've said, cool. All of that makes sense. Uh, I don't know. I guess the part where you play it turn one and attack with it right away and somebody has to get rid of their mana dork. So, very fair. My favorite part about this card is that it doesn't say normally the thing that all of those other kinds of cards say. Go target creature and opponent uh, that opponent controls. Uh, no, right you are. Yep. I'm gonna swing at somebody swing else. At somebody without a block. Do zero yeah. damage yep. to them <laughs> and go this other Good thing. Good point. That's this great. Is just spicy. Oh, you've got an you've got an awesome blocker. Hey, I'm gonna swing this at you. I'm going to go that guy's yeah. scary thing. They're not going to attack you. They're not going to attack me. They're going to have to attack this other person. Or they have to attack you and your big blocker. Let's go. This is great. This is just phenomenal. Very. It's just a happy You're right. It's an auto include in so many red decks. Not like it's this is just an excellent one drop. So good. Well, the fact the fact that this card is even sleeping on itself too, because the flavor text is Pozo's heart was full of courage right up until it was full of Elven steel. <laughs> it's even saying that this card is going to get destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> and so what if it does? <laughs> Great, it's a one this, mana zero one. It, it would you pay one mana for goad target creature on a creature? Yes, absolutely. Well, I, like. Even that, like on an instant, no, me, it just it, depending on what that, like you know what I mean, like I, if 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 I at that point it's like oh, I've got better slots that I can do this with, right? But like one mana, yeah, goad target creature. That's what I read this as one mana target goad target. People creature. talk about like something but having repeatable. A body. When they talk about yeah. having a body, they mean like oh, it has. It is a chunky body, like it's a four four. This is a six eight, like it is a body. Mm-hmm. For me. A lot of the value of a creature having a body is the fact that it's just sitting there 
ready to block something if it has to or ready to be sacrificed for something else. Right. It's staying on the battlefield and providing continuous value. That's the body. I don't give a hoot that it has zero power or one toughness. <laughs> the fact that it has any numbers there at all is enough for me. Let, let's be fair, though. This is never going to be held back as a blocker. <laughs> no, I'm aware of that. <laughs> This is this is such a good fun card. We're we're spending a lot but of time is, on this card. This is something that for good like, reason. It's uh, not just blockers, right? In mm-hmm. aristocrats and sacrifice, this is another right. thing that you can sack, and it, yes, and maybe you even got multiple goads out of it. I I care about having uh, instants and sorceries in my storm decks, and my cares about instant and sorcery decks. Yeah. If I don't, I'd rather have the creature. Yeah. Especially if it's a repeatable effect. Even if it's not a repeatable effect, it's still there, right? There's still value to it existing. Um, but man, this is this, this wins is the a, one mana prize. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I think it does pretty easily. Right, let's talk about our next um, one here, Wild Magic. Yeah, let's Surge. talk about something. Yeah, yeah. two mana. Why don't you, why don't you talk yeah, to me about Wild uh, Magic Surge? As I write this down, it's a two mana for an instant. Destroy target permanent and opponent controls. Its controller reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal a permanent card. It shares a card type with that permanent. They put that card onto the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of their library in a random order. Mike, is this just better than all of the other, like, is this just better than Chaos Warp? Obviously, they can't whiff. Like, Chaos Warp can whiff. Yeah, they, they so cannot I think for, whiff. I think for us, since we don't really want our opponent to whiff. Mm-hmm. I think this is just a nice, easy discount. Like, this is, it's two mana. You're hitting any permanent, which, first of all, mm-hmm. hi, we're in red. Uh, it shouldn't be able to hit enchantments, but it can. Destroy target and per- permanent. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to flip cards until we find a permanent that matches that permanent type. So if it's a creature, we're getting a creature. If it's an artifact creature, we're getting an artifact or a creature, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know if it's better Chaos Warp, but I know that I like it more. I, I, I'm i just saying, like, so at two mana, distru- it's so, it's, I mean, it's one third cheaper. That's, that's right. my main point. The destroy versus shuffle effect. The Right, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. the, um, the fact that Chaos Warp can whiff, this won't. Yeah. The shuffle, yeah. There's there's a couple of things, right? You're right, yeah. I'm looking at Wild Magic Surge, and I am almost certain that... <laughs> I Chaos Warp is really good removal when you specifically have to get rid of something. Yeah. Wild Magic Surge is very good at I'm going to do this to a thing that I'm confident the next thing won't be worse. Here's the you know what I mean? Like, right. Here's there's another difference, right? Besides shuffling it in, besides it has to match the type, you can't hit right. one of your own permanents. Yeah. No, it, it, this, which I love to I, do with Cast Warp. If if Wild Magic Surge said target uh, that a player controls, yeah. this would be mythic Ooh, in my mind. Mommy. Because like that becomes a two mana. Hey, I'm going to turn this into the next. Like, you're basically finding a combo piece at that point because you can. What is that? Sit Eye there the and storm? Like, what? Are, well, I mean, yeah. it's just like okay. It's say, 
if you have a way to tutor for something specifically, this is another way to get that thing out after you've got the predecessor, right? It's like, oh, I need this specific creature. Cool. I don't run a lot of creatures in this deck. There's a good chance I'm going to get this creature by destroying this creature with Wild Magic Surge. Like, but that's all the hypotheticals and stuff like that. That doesn't You're actually You can exist. do like a Hermit Druid CDH angle. Kind of, right? Yeah. So, so I'm glad it doesn't right. do that because then this is a really expensive card. It's something where I'm yeah. not going to run it because it's, you know... $12 or $10 or whatever. And it's like, okay, but I want to run it just kind of like a, another chaos well, my work, question. Does, but a friendlier Does one. this go into your Vivictus? Like, this is right on theme. No, Vivictus doesn't have... No, Vivictus can't uh, flip. Uh, it doesn't go in Vivictus because the whole rule of Vivictus is I will never lose a flip. I will always get something. So instants and sorceries, can't do it. However, if I was going to put an instant or a sorcery into, into Vivictus... Wild Magic Surge and Chaos Warp would be among the ones. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what? The part about this that I really do like, though, because it's destroy target permanent, I love the idea of, hey, I'm going to turn your Gaia's Cradle into your next land. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to, that's just a little too much. So it's this now instead. I like that in a card. That's pretty solid. I think that's why they were okay with it saying target permanent because if it's permanent. a land, they're getting a land. Yeah, it's and that, and we're we're fans of that. Hey, I'm going to destroy this thing yeah. that you really really like. However, don't worry about it; it's fine. I like this a lot. Um, yeah, it's a very cool card. Uh, that said, and let's let's just go ahead and like we can talk about green here in a second. Um, red wins this set for us, right? Oh yeah. Like with the we're just like, gushing I'm about here, red over here. I'm sitting here, and I'm pretty sure my favorite legendary creature we're going to talk about later is the red one. I'm pretty sure that like I don't know what card in red that we're talking about wouldn't have been my most favorite card in every other color. <laughs> I mean, like, I know what my favorite red card is here, and it's Descended to Avernus. See, I'll tell you what, because you picked Descent into Avernus, You're I will pick the Cobalt. I'm going to pick the Kobold because I think I was going to pick whichever one of those you didn't pick. But like, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. Wild Magic Surge is a comparable Chaos Warp. We both really like it. Yeah. And like, Descent into uh, Avernus, better. Like, it's more fun. Like, Taunting Kobold, more fun. Like, I'd probably pick Baylor as my as my third. Like, yeah, there's a Red lot of good really options. Cool Red did, These are really yeah, cool. Absolutely. And I, I think it should. Um, that's pretty slick. Let's move on to green. Um, because we've only got three cards here in green. Uh, then we're going to talk a little bit, you know, as a whole about these. Come back on another episode for our multicolored, our... Uh, colorless and our commanders a much shorter episode i think i i don't know i think we'll see we'll see uh we'll, we'll do a compare and contrast here um green we always worry about green getting more crazy cool stuff same thing with blue right i think i'm fine with this i think i'm fine with it um barroom bar uh excuse me barroom brawl one in a green for a sorcery Target creature you control fights target creature to the opponent to your left controls. Then that player may copy the spell and may choose new targets for the copy. 
This is a really, really cool effect. This is excellent. This is like Chain of Vapor, except super impactful. Like, this could just turn into, there's only a couple of things left on the board. Everybody's sniping at everybody else. Uh, This almost feels like a red card. Mm -hmm. It's And I like the idea that this has to have some, like, degree of... Like, you almost have to have a conversation before this card is, before you cast this card or as you're casting this card. Cause, like, yeah, best case scenario, it's the person to your left has something that you want to fight, right? So, two mana for that. All right, fine. However, <laughs> if the person that you need to fight is way down the line, there's a lot of things that have to that have to happen. Yeah. If the person to your right is the thing that you're trying to get rid of something, there's a lot of stipulations that have to be met. That said, when this card works, I think it's really really fun. That's the thing is the obviously the ceiling is really high and the floor is not super high, mm-hmm. but it is only 2 mana. Yep. Yep. It's it's not a it's it's not a crazy card. I I wish, man. I don't know if I wish this was higher costed and instant, or if it's fine as it is. I'm just a little. This this feels like a card that you're gonna have in your hand, and it's almost like the I finally got to cast this card after after putting it in and having it for twenty and people games. Don't play ball. Yeah. yeah, or even or even just the player to your left doesn't have any creatures. You know what I mean? Like it. it I wish this was a, you know, target creature you control fights target creature and opponent controls. Then that player may choose to, you know, you know what I mean? But they have to go around. The, yeah. You get to pick where where the wheel starts. I think you need but to. But then it goes in a wheel. You need to ensure the conditions are prime to, to resolve yeah. this. If you just resolve it and do it, you're right. If anybody at the table doesn't have any creatures or they only have one and it gets decked by a by a fight mm-hmm. then the spell's done even if somebody wants to copy it they can't right we need to we need to sylvan offering a, your, a friend to our left right you're running this <laughs> you're casting this in the same scenario that you would be casting a board wipe but right. this is just sillier yeah yeah very much so um let's talk about our next one here talk to me about uh, my new favorite fog Jaira's Respite, uh, or Gahira's Respite, I'm not sure on that one. Uh, for an agreement, for an instance, search your library for up to X basic land cards, where X is the number of creatures attacking you. Put those cards onto the battlefield tap, then shuffle, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. Ooh. Mike, Ooh. is this not just another Arachnogenesis? Explain. Alex. What? How many creatures have to attack me for me to be happy to cast this card? Oof. Well, you're spending five. Yep. So you're pretty much going to want, I would say, three to four at least. Okay. Depending on those creatures, I think three is my hope. And anything above that is gravy. If I'm getting attacked by something terrible, I'm fine with two. But, like, that's my point. Like, this is fogs. Most of the good, like, you know, you got the one mana fogs, right? Most of the good fogs are going to cost you about two mana. So if this turned into a two mana fog and a, I don't know, give me a good uh, three mana ramp. 
You know, like it, it, this, that's, yeah. yeah that, and that's kind of where I'm looking into this. Like if I'm, if I'm basically casting this as Kadama's Reach and Fog, I'm okay with it. If I'm casting this and somebody is swinging out with a lot of tokens, if I'm casting this and somebody is swinging out with five creatures, I am thrilled. Even if this is only two, three creatures, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, you're holding um, up five mana. What else are you going to spend that on in green if somebody decides not to swing out with lots of creatures? Part of this might be because I'm thinking of the Atraxa Turbo Fog deck. And I'm willing to admit Okay, that. well, in a Fog deck, this is obviously gangbusters. But yeah. most decks are not but that. that, that the, uh, if, if Force combat decks, goading decks, yeah. not so great. But everything else where it's like, hey, you know, five mana for... It, it, put it this way. If I'm fairly certain that somebody is going to attack me, am I willing to hold up five mana this turn? To net another three mana next turn. I think a sometimes lot of, yeah. You have to have all your ducks in a row for this, Mike. I think this is just another arachnogenesis situation where it's we see the magical Christmas land. We want it to be true because if and when it happens, it's a complete blowout, and you just won the lottery. But and I and I get that, but I'm not hoping for a complete blowout. I'm hoping for two three creatures. I'm totally fine. with If that. it's two creatures and I spent five mana. To ramp two lands in fog, mm, I think I would have rather spent a two mana fog. That's fair. I need more value than that. That's fair. That's fair. I, I think. Also, hmm. later in the game, when someone's more likely to alpha strike, the ramping is yeah. mattering less. And that and and it can be my my whole thought process here is that arachnogenesis. We agree on that card more than not. Okay. This card. I think the floor is a lot higher. Just because in the worst case scenario, for two more mana, I'm going to ramp. You need a, to be a holding one, two up the spider mana and somebody with has mana. to be attacking you. So you basically need to be forcing it. Which is fine. I'm okay with that. It, it's it's I, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, it's a gangbusters card. I just like it a lot. It, it, it's I don't even know if you could call it that powerful. Because, again, it's a five-mana fog that can ramp you. I guess it would ramp you because whatever. Um, but I'm okay with that. Uh, so we disagree on that one, but that's okay because we're going to move on to our next one here. Uh, split the spoils. So two and a green for a sorcery. Exile up to five target permanent cards from your graveyard and separate them into two piles. An opponent chooses one of those piles Put that pile into your hand and the other into your graveyard. Piles can be empty. Now, we like whenever choose an opponent. <laughs> yeah, and, opponents and have they, to choose, and, yeah. This is a very right. blue effect. Oh, yeah. This is uh, Gifts Ungiven. This is... Yep. Uh, I mean, there's at least five other cards. Factor Fiction. Factor Fiction, yeah, thank you. Yeah. it's There's so many blue cards that do this. This is the first green one I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing is that uh, they're coming from your graveyard, and the worst case scenario is they go right back to your go graveyard. back, right? Whereas uh, uh, with a lot of these other effects, they are being drawn off the top of your library and going to the graveyard. They're coming out of your hand or going to the graveyard, things like that. So mm-hmm. I think the floor on this is a lot higher because it's just really, yeah. I mean, what's gonna ha- 
you the spell worst case scenario you just don't get the thing you want and the spell has no effect you can't sure lose you can only break even i guess so i i think hmm i i'm with you i just the fact that it's uh permanent right it, it, instead of just five cards you know what i mean um because normally when I'm in a situation where I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to use one of these effects where I'm going to choose an, oppo- uh, an opponent, I'm going to try and make a deal with them on that, right? Right. Hey, I, I'd really like to get this thing. Um, with Split the Spoils, because it's permanent, it's, it's a little bit narrower. But if it's something that's in your graveyard, you know, I, th- I, th- I think you swayed me. I think uh, if you're getting stuff out of your graveyard and you're casting the spell – there are, th- re- if it's in your graveyard, it's probably there for a reason. You probably used it and it got removed or it was something that was a good effect or, 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 or. So, yeah, no, the upside, okay. Honestly, That's fair. I think I this g- is I'll give it back to you. kind of a flavor fail. Not that the card is bad. Okay. But the flavor of the card is supposed to be that one of the players gets something and you get something else. And, you know, you're, mm. you're both trying to play each other so that you or they get the better deal. But sure. that's not how the spell resolves. The spell is you get either what you want or you don't get what you want. The other player right. never gets anything. So I think that's a flavor fail. They probably should have flavored it differently uh, if they wanted to have this effect where maybe it would be like something like, I don't know, destroying the treasure so that nobody gets anything. I don't know. Well, well, that's that's the card itself, Alex. But for people like us that play lots of group hug effects, that play things like Veteran Explorer. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to get something, but it's going to be something for you Which too. is awesome, but I don't think they're <laughs> thinking that when they Yeah, design. it's not necessarily the design yeah. by the card. Um, Just an interesting But you know what? Card. We like it yeah, when, it's an when interesting your opponents card. have to make a decision. Yeah. No, I, I dig that. I, I dig that as a theme. All right, so that's that's it for green. And I mean, overall, overall nothing like game-breaking, right? And I'm, I'm, no, I'm really. good with yeah. that. Um, I Nothing mean, I, that we I talked like about was game breaking. Right. Yeah. I like to hear his respite. I, 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 or respite or however we're going to say it. But like, I like that card. I understand that it's, you know, not something that you're a fan of. Uh, are you a fan of uh, either Split the Spoils or Barroom Brawl? Well, Barroom Brawl has potential but it really needs to be cast into fertile ground right players yeah. need to already want to remove things and there needs to be a nice board full and thick with creatures that's mm-hmm. just ripe for a board wipe and you can't it, it has the highest upside right of like of like a this but it could, could be so really easily fun. fizzle or, or any yeah it could just be a dead card in your exactly. hand yeah exactly it just it's almost one of those where it's like, okay, I have to remove the player to my left for this to right. ever be any good. <laughs> I think of the three, Storm Dex is the is the coolest. Um, okay, I'm not too hot on any of them. I get that. Um, all right, favorite. All right, we're just we're just gonna narrow it down here. Um, all of the cards. Yeah. Favorite in the ninety nine. I already know. Okay, go ahead. It's the scent. Yeah. Yeah. I figured. It I am would be. super hot on this card. It's a very cool card. I'm so glad it's three mana. It's churning that value out, Mike. It is consistently generating a ton of mana for everybody, and also mm. burning them down. It's everything that I it's want in an enchantment, 
and you're right. People, it's going to be a hard sell to remove that thing. Is it weird that I think Taunting Kobold is my favorite card? That's not weird at all because that's that's no, but oh no. Hear me out. I think Taunting Kobold is my favorite card in red, but Descent into Avernus is my favorite card. Wait, what? How does that even <laughs> yeah, work? It just, it just, I don't know. Like, Taunting Kobold is the card that I'm the most excited to put into a couple of decks, yeah. right? And Descent into Avernus is the card that I'm excited that it exists. Like, I don't know how to frame it other than that. I really like Descent into Avernus. I really do. But man, I'm going to buy a couple of that or, or hopefully pull a couple of that. Taunting Kobold is a card that I will like, I will celebrate getting in a pack. I will buy multiple yeah, of celebrate. that. You can just, just buy a hundred of them for like a dollar. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I will celebrate it, but I'm also then going to go online uh, to our affiliate link. Hi guys. Oh. Uh, hi everybody. Um, and I'm going to buy a bunch of them just to have them. Because, I, man, I, all I want in my life is for Pozo to end up being a legendary creature in the, in the future. <laughs> I don't know that one. Uh, it, well, that's that's the flavor text on the card. Oh, okay. Taunting Kobold. Okay. Pozo's heart was full of courage gotcha. right up until it was full of elements. Yeah, spirit. I think we have a couple of, uh, of uh, one mana uh, goblin commanders, or at least yeah, one. Goblin, yeah, goblin, kobold. Yeah, kobold, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, well, we can make a kobold deck. Uh, Rog, Rogrock. I mean, he's zero mana. That's great. Yikes. We're just gonna do that. All right, this is great. <laughs> we had uh, we had a lot of fun cards this time, listeners. What's what cards in the ninety nine got you excited in uh, Baldur's Gate? Yeah, talk to us. Tell and you know what? Maybe it's something that we talked about. Maybe it's something that we didn't. Maybe you totally disagree with us uh, about uh, Descent into Avernus, and you know. It's okay, because people are allowed to be wrong sometimes. Um, this is a dope <laughs> card. No one gets to tell me otherwise. Um, but if anybody wanted to talk about all these cards, you can go into our Discord server. We're putting a link in the show notes. Um, you'll be able to catch all of this on YouTube. Uh, you'll be able to buy these cards using our uh, affiliate link with TCG Player, going to bit.ly slash EDH underscore social. And if they had a question about any of these cards, how they interact, if, hey, how does background work? Uh, why did Myriad go away? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How would they get a hold of you, Jalex? Of course, you can reach me on Twitter at Lapermedic, L-A-P-P-E-R-M-E-D-I-C. I also have the Commander Spellbook Project, which is a search engine for commander combos. And we have a whole page just full of juicy Baldur's Gate combos. So if you heard about any of these cards, maybe another card in the set and thought, man, I wonder if that goes infinite. Probably does. You can check us out at commanderspellbook.com you'll be able to catch us a little bit later this week discussing the multicolored the colorless and the well the the lead singers the commanders of this set that we're the most excited to talk about until then y'all take care we'll talk to you soon